Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Friday, Betsy. Hey, great to... uh to hear from you today great to talk to you as always absolutely take me through as far as um your thoughts on the situation that happened in philadelphia this week as we try to wrap our brains around what happened with the really the anchor of the macy's stores one of the one of besides new york city in philadelphia the macy's store here is nationally known. People people do travel here for it. It's in the historic Wanamaker building and the light show, the the organ music, that organ, it's a it's a huge display in a stunning historic building and there we saw the stabbing to death of a security guard. These are unarmed security guards, Betsy. It, it, it the other guards still in the hospital tried to intercept this guy and the person arrested and charged with murder, Betsy, no surprise, has a long rap sheet. Your reaction to this happening? Well, I got to tell you, you know, first of all, I've been to that Macy's and, uh, um, you know, it's so, it, you know, it's reminiscent of the one that we had in Chicago and it's just so beautiful and historic. And uh, this poor security guard, Eric Harrison, um, you know, stabbed to death for doing his job. He he uh, he merely stopped Tyrone Tunnel, the the suspect, from stealing some hats and things. Uh, Tunnel came back, and uh, he was apparently so enraged um, that he came back and uh, started stabbing uh, one guard. The other guard tried to help. He got stabbed as well. And it's just this is so indicative of. What is happening because of these lax policies um, indicating to people that you can just come in and steal what you want. Yeah. And so when he was stopped by a tunnel, when he was stopped by a security guard, he gets so mad that he runs out, comes back 15 minutes later and starts stabbing the guard because he just, I think he felt entitled to steal whatever he wanted. And uh, so you've got, you know, three families who, you know, are, you know, their holidays are ruined. And, of course, uh, you know, the, our guards' families, you know, are, they've lost their 27-year-old son who's just trying to work and do the right thing. Um, this has got to stop, you know. this. And, again, we're seeing this all over the country. We've got to go back to prosecuting mm-hmm. and uh, letting the criminals know that we're not going to we're not going to put up with your with your nonsense. We're not going to put up with your crime. And we also have to realize as a country evil exists. Yeah. And this is pure evil. Yeah, and there's no racial situation here because 
the the yeah. alleged perpetrator who's under arrest, you know, facing these murder charges, is an African American man with that rap sheet. But the victims here, and you you re- mentioned, you know, twenty seven year old Eric Harrison, his mom speaking out, and we learned afterward from from mom that he actually has this incredible work ethic and was working an overnight shift as at, at the post office and and now goes to to Macy's for his other job so somebody who was really a hard working wonderful young man and beloved by his coworkers at his different jobs and and that his friend and coworker 23 year old Christian Mitchell he's he suffered very serious stab wounds trying to help out his friend mm-hmm. all african american young men so there's there's no racial thank god i think there's no racial aspect to it yeah. uh, you know but it it does show the fact that we've had these lax policies and as well i have to say what are the policies of some of these these um you know these shops especially right. the, the national retailers mm-hmm. absolutely the retailers have a hand in this as well because you know Macy's, along with Target, Walmart, Walgreens, um, I could go on and on. They ushered in these uh, policies of no arrest, no 911. Remember Lululemon famously yes. uh, fired two workers a few months ago because they dared call 911 when people were stealing high-end things. This all goes back, everything goes back to 2020, where... You know, it was decided after the death of George Floyd that looting was just a First Amendment expression of your anger toward police or the government or whatever. And uh, and so you saw state by state, county by county, these these policies and in some instances, like in California, and that was prior to 2020 Mm -hmm. um, laws that said, you know, we're going to increase the uh, ceiling of, uh, you know, financial gain for people who steal. So, you know, if it's under 2000 under 1000 depends on where you live. We're, we're just not going to prosecute it. And then you have prosecutors, you know, like your own and mm-hmm. like uh, all around this country who have said, you know what, um, regardless of what the law says, we're not going to prosecute. We've got to go back. And, and I think most Americans believe this, but um, they've got to speak up at the ballot box and they've got to speak up at meetings and in their churches and publicly. I think most Americans realize that, uh, you know what, stealing's not okay, yeah. but we've got to get more vocal about it. And we've got to stop allowing this this cry of, oh, they only steal because they're poor. They only steal uh, because they're people of color. That is racist. It's classist. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's got to stop. And the only way it's going to stop is if we, the people, speak out about it. Yeah. And you know what's tragic, and I think about this, we had covered the story just a couple weeks ago, a suburban police chief um, by the name of Brandon Grafe from Delaware County, just outside Philadelphia, he had in fact been calling out the policy of DA Larry Krasner, calling it out, talking about the retail thefts, because Krasner's office has a policy that most thefts under $500 are knocked down to just a summary offense. And that was that was covered in the local media, not a ton, but it was covered, and we had talked about it at the time, and that happened you know, just a couple weeks before this situation. And Macy's, you don't hear about it much after the murder of this 
um, uh, you know, this this unarmed guard. But, you know, and that bothers me, too, that the media, you know, biased by omission, Betsy, that they don't put two and two together. They just covered it two, three weeks ago. Why not put that to the D.A. and say, hey, buddy, maybe if you didn't have these policies that everybody knows, maybe they wouldn't feel entitled to steal whatever they want. The media, like the far left, is now realizing that this three and a half years of trying to fundamentally change the justice system has has backfired miserably on the American people. You know, I truly believe that three and a half years ago, there were a lot of people, including politicians and media, who thought, you know what, if we just don't uh, prosecute and don't vilify um, these people for doing bad things, that they just won't do those bad things. You know, and of course, those of us who understand human nature knew that that wasn't going to work. But now, three and a half years later, again, all across the country, just like you're seeing in Philadelphia, this ridiculous experiment has failed miserably. It has resulted in businesses pulling out of neighborhoods that they, uh, you know, said that they would support. You know, you've, you've seen Walmart and Target pull out of especially uh, African-American neighborhoods, neighborhoods where uh, people are not of means. And they said in 2020, we're going to be here for the long haul. They're not. And, they, you know, they've pulled out of Minneapolis and San Francisco and Chicago. This has been a huge failure. And the media doesn't really want to admit it. And they don't really want the, the minimally informed public to really understand what's happening. That's why shows like yours are so important. Well, thanks for saying that. You know, I wanted to, there are two other incidents that I wanted to tie together here, and that's uh, this this horrible situation in Austin, Texas, uh, with the Austin Police Department identifying two people whose you know bodies were found in that home in southwest Austin. It started December 5th, and now at this point we have, what, two two officers uh, injured. Yeah, we have six people. Yeah, six people murdered, including um, uh, Shane James is the the killer, mm-hmm. including his parents. Um, two police officers in two very different jurisdictions: Travis County, which is Austin, and Bear County, which is San Antonio. Um, shot one was, and the media's not talking a lot about this, but um, I, one of those police officers was a school resource officer. He actually came to a high school. And, uh, um, you know, he engaged in a firefight with this uh, police officer who was badly injured but managed to to drive him off. Shane James is a man that a year ago was charged with the aggravated assault of both his parents and his sister. He was put in jail, um, but he was bonded out by a uh, George Soros-funded bail project called uh, the Texas Organizing Project, TOP. TOP is very, everybody probably remembers famously that uh, then-candidate for vice president, um, uh, see, I can't even think of her name because I don't want to, it doesn't want to cross my lips, Um, Kamala Harris, (laughs) um, famously supported a very similar bailout project in Minneapolis during the George Floyd riots. The, the Open Society Foundation, which is George Soros, he they fund these 
projects, these far left progressive projects to get people out of prison. And the very people that were assaulted, the parents and the sister, um, asked that Shane James be released, that he be bonded out. Mm -hmm. He got out of jail. A day later, he cuts off his ankle monitor. And then the parents end up calling the police because he's naked. He's acting crazy. The police try to, uh, you know, arrest him. And then he goes on this crazy shooting spree and uh, is finally arrested, but not before he murders six people, shoots two cops. And the minute he got into jail, he tried to escape. Unbelievable. So this is, again, this goes back to we have got to recognize that evil exists. Obviously, Shane James, who served in the military Military, for two years. Army, yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, yeah, he was an infantry officer for two years, but he obviously has severe mental health issues. And uh, and but evil exists. We have got to instead of putting money into things like these ridiculous, uh, you know, bail funds and things like that, we've got to put money into mental health services and money into our jails and prisons. So that there there are some statistics that indicate that 66% of people in jail and prison have mental health issues. What are we doing about that? Yeah. And, you know, that takes professionals. It takes money. We've got, if we have someone contained, why aren't we getting them the mental health assistance that they need? And we're not. Yeah, and his family... You know, I'm, I'm looking through the Texas or the TOPS pro- uh, project like you're talking about. So he was bonded out March 7th of 2022, caught off his ankle monitor the next day. And then the last mm-hmm. altercation he had with law enforcement was in just this past August. And the deputies were called to the same Port Royal home in San Antonio, tragically, where now they've found his parents, you know, Phyllis James and and Shane James, uh, in other words, his parents, where they found them dead. So that's, I mean, that's the same home where he lived. It, it's just tragic here, you know. And and that's just it. The law, these mm-hmm. laws are made to protect the family members who might have the instinct to say, "Oh, but it's our family member. We love them." That's why we have these laws. Because I, right? I mean, you know, because as a parent, you you can't imagine that your child or as a family member, you can't imagine that they're going to do something to you to take your life or theirs in the self-harm scenarios. But in this one now, they, you know, it's just a tragic situation. Um, Let's move on then to the third thing I want to talk to you about or ask you about, Betsy, and that is what happened in Vegas. This is a, a, you know, talk about a nutty professor. 
but this this shooting <laughs> literally right? oh, my god and and uh yeah so this case at, at UNLV uh Anthony Polito uh 67 years old a career college professor um who had done most of his work out east um but uh he you know allegedly applied for a job at UNLV and uh um didn't uh, didn't get it so he uh got a handgun and uh shot four staffers um unfortunately killing three and uh but this was and and I think a lot of us watched it kind of live unfold on on various television networks um but the law enforcement response was extraordinary um two police officers two campus police officers two detectives um immediately ran toward the gunfire um shot and killed him he engaged the officers and uh, and remember let's not forget three and a half years ago we had this big cry to get all police officers off campuses um you know grade school high school and college um then you had uh las vegas metro and clark county um officials respond and uh they just did an outstanding job of containing the situation they had to go this took until you know this happened about noon it took until about 7:30 at night to clear the the campus buildings the union and the business college room by room by room you know everybody had to shelter in place and they also one of the things that um I think was such a smart thing to do was they shut down the airport for uh, a short period of time. And if you've ever been to the UNLV campus, it is literally a stone's throw to uh, the Harry Reid International Airport. And uh, because what are we all thinking about right now? Terrorism, terrorism. And and so I think, uh, you know, Clark County and Vegas Metro, very well prepared for this type of situation because, of course, we had the country music shooting a few years ago. And uh, and they contain this guy. But I, I just have to say that within 45 minutes, uh, all over X, you know, in, including the president, they're talking about, oh, we have to ban assault weapons, this and that. This guy used a simple handgun. Yeah. And, you know, there was no scary rifle involved. And uh, and again, this is a gun free zone. This campus was a gun free zone. Nevada has open carry laws. Uh, but when you go to a gun-free zone, what happens? People who can uh, are going to follow the law, follow the law. So no good guys with a gun except for police officers who stop the situation immediately. My God. They they were saying, thank God, that that hero officer who you mentioned, I mean, just the quick action that, you know, he could take him out because God knows, you know, it's it's tragic enough as it is, but they said it could have been you hate to say this, but it could have been worse. Well, there was a student, an outdoor gathering right outside where the shooting took place of, uh, you know, because it was noontime. So students were were kind of de-stressing from finals. So they were, uh, you know, they had some food for them and they were playing with Legos and, and uh, this and that. And if he had gotten outside, you know, this just mm-hmm. could have been a, just an, an even worse uh, bloodbath, but I just have to say, I don't know if you watched any of the coverage, but um, there were some students. In fact, they posted videos online of them taunting the police officers. And there was a student who was interviewed uh, on Fox News who was was talking about how triggered he was when the police officers raised their voices and yelled as they were clearing the classroom. Unbelievable. He was, he, was in. he was he was terribly upset by that, and I just. 
I thought, and you know, this happened on Pearl Harbor Day, and the first thing I thought was, you know, here we are celebrating the young men of Pearl Harbor all all these decades ago, men of the same age who acted in the most heroic manners on the USS Arizona, and uh, then we have uh, a young man the same age in his early 20s who's triggered by a yelling police officer uh, in an active shooter situation. Just something to always ponder about today's society. Great perspective from our great Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith, National Police Association. Thank you so much once again. Until next time, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Doug. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.